This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On the road again Just can't wait to get on the road again and we are back. Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We like to uh, bring our friend Willie Nelson back along for uh, hour two here. And we like to uh, get out as much as we can to golf courses around the area. And uh, we sent uh, correspondent Barry Cronin on a special investigation up to Whistling Straits Golf Club earlier this week up there uh, in our neighbor to the north in Wisconsin. So let's head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, and there we are pleased to kick off our On the Road Again segment with Mike O'Reilly from Whistling Straits Golf Club. Hey, Mike, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Mike. Thanks so much uh, for being with us today. Uh, from uh, from Whistling Straits up there in beautiful Kohler, Wisconsin, not too far from Sheboygan, two hours north of Chicago, and uh, and uh, we really uh, it was quite an enjoyable experience. But uh, this earlier this week, but you know you, I want to talk about you for a second. You have some Chicago ties. You've been up there for a long time, but you have some Chicago ties, do you not? I do, I do, yeah. Certainly, my parents grew up in uh, in the city in Chicago. I grew up in the suburbs out in Downers Grove, Darien, Hinsdale area. Um, learned how to play golf at Ruth Lake Country Club in Hinsdale. All right, and uh, and uh, how long have you been up in uh, in beautiful Kohler? Uh, quite a while now. Uh, my my folks moved up when I was in college, so I've been up in the Kohler area about twenty five years. Um, so miss Chicago, love to visit. Um, but we love Wisconsin as well, so it's a it's a great place to be. Well, we have uh, the Chicago District Golfer Magazine. We've got I think four or five stories this month in the August issue about the Ryder Cup. Um, Steve Stricker's on the cover, and we have a big feature on uh, on the Godfather of uh, of Wisconsin golf that would be Herb Kohler. 
And of course, I think you've been there from the beginning, haven't you, Mike? Since uh, since he started this incredible uh, boom in uh, in golf in Wisconsin. Yeah, just just about. You know, Black Wolf Run, um, the River Course and the Meadow Valley Course opened in 1988 and 1990, uh, and I would say that was kind of the beginning of you know big. Uh, championship destination golf in the state of Wisconsin, um, and it's certainly grown quite a bit since then. Um, hosted several major championships in Kohler, uh, three PGA championships, uh, two U.S. Women's Opens as well, a U.S. Senior Open in 2007, um, and this year we're hosting the Ryder Cup. So, um, you know, this year's kind of a culmination of years of growth and, and preparations in, in championship golf. Yeah, Mike, and I wanted to ask you about the Ryder Cup uh, as well. So that's got to be a, a huge deal. I'm sure you guys have been preparing probably for for more than a year. But uh, tell tell our listeners exactly what uh, what you guys are doing to get everything ready. Yeah, I mean, right now we're you know 45 days out or right in that ballpark. So there's a lot going on right now. Um, preparations began. I mean, several years ago, actually, but, you know, real preparations in the three to four years ago range. Uh, the team up from the Ryder Cup staff has been on site for about that long. Um, but right now we're in the, in the build process. We've got over a million square feet of flooring uh, being put in for the Ryder Cup. So that includes concessions and hospitality and merchandise and um, everything we need to operate the event. So... Um, a lot going on right now, but, but things are going well, and, and we'll be ready. Barry, you saw the course the other day, and um, we're getting it ready. It's going to be it's going to be great. You know, there are grandstands up all over the uh, the golf course, and uh, uh, myself and the three other guys that I played with, uh, uh, some notables from the uh, Chicago golf scene, uh, Teddy Greenstein, former golf writer at the Chicago Tribune, now writing for uh, Chicago District Golfer Magazine, and uh, Chuck Cherney, the uh, uh, photographer extraordinaire, formerly of the Tribune, takes a lot of photos for us at the uh, at the Chicago District Golfer, and Casey Richards from the CDGA, uh, who who's just brilliant uh, with his editing and and uh, uh, other stuff that he does for the magazine. So we had a great time, but we were we were a little disappointed there was nobody in the. Uh, in the seats out there, Mike. I mean, my gosh, we had so many, so many. We had so many shots to uh, to show off, uh, more than you would get at the average uh, tour event. Barry, we sent out a press release that you were coming out. Uh, we were expecting <laughs> a lot of people, but no one didn't ma- no one came. Didn't, uh, didn't make it. Oh well, that's all right. Um, boy, Mike, what a place! Do you? It, it's just such a uh, it's such a beautiful place, but such a uh, I mean, a difficult walk, I would say. Not an easy golf course by any means, of course. Uh, but uh, no. do you think? Uh, I mean, what level golfer do you think should be playing out there? Do you have a do you have a certain you know handicap in mind that's good? No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think if you play the appropriate tees, um, it's a very, as you said, you know, picturesque. It's a very visual. Visual inti- visually intimidating golf course. Um, standing on the tee, you don't always see, you know, the entire fairway, um, how much there is. Um, but I think if you play the appropriate tee, the fairways are, are generous. As soon as you get over the visual intimidation factor, um, it's a very playable golf course. Um, and I always say, people ask me, you know, what's, what's your advice for playing the straights? And the most important shot on the straights course is your tee ball. And if you keep it in play off the tee, 
you're going to do just fine. A uh, player of any caliber, a two handicapper, I'd say the same thing, or an 18 handicap uh, player, I'd say the same thing. Keep it in play off the tee, and, and you'll be fine. Um, the trouble comes when you miss the fairways. You'll find your ball, uh, but you're not going to like it. You know, it's a <laughs> side hill lie. It's in a, it's in um, a yeah. small bunker, I think, a big bunker. I, um, yeah, I can, I can attest to that. Uh, that you will not like it if you go a little bit too far right. Um, I was a little right all day, uh, but we had great caddies. I have to say your caddies were uh, terrific. Um, Roy was awesome. He was my caddy, and he told me, and and I agree with you 100%, Mike. If you if if you can hit it in the fairway, that'd be great. But then you know into the green, a lot of times you know sometimes you can't see the green. And you kind of have, if you, if you, you know, if you're not quite in perfect position, you can't see the green. You can get to the green. You might have 150 or 160 yards to the green, but you don't have a clear view of it. So it's a kind of place I think maybe um, if you play there a few times, you probably aren't as intimidated the second or third or fourth time you play there. Yeah, that's very accurate. Once you see it and kind of get over the the visuals, um, it becomes more playable. You know, it's a it's a really one of the prettiest golf courses I think you'll find anywhere with the backdrops of the lake. Um, the way Pete Dye designed the golf course is, uh, it's pretty incredible. So it's going to, you know, look amazing on television again for the Ryder cup. And, you know, we're excited to, to bring the best players in the world there. Talking with Mike O'Reilly from whistling Straits golf club up in Kohler, Wisconsin. And, and Mike, and I'm guessing, but I'm going to, I'm certain I'm right. Your, your people who come up for, for uh, you know, a round of golf or a, a great weekend, whether it's with friends or with family or whatever, it's almost like getting to experience a, a European-style golf course without traveling to Europe. Is that is that one of the, the draws? Yeah, yeah, that's an accurate statement. You know, when the, uh, when the course was designed, when Mr. Kohler had this vision, um, he wanted to bring a piece of Ireland or Scotland to... Uh, the shores of Lake Michigan, and I, I think he accomplished that goal. Um, but one, one of the things I think that's great about our resort is, is Black Wolf Run is very different. You know, Black Wolf Run is a little more traditional American-style golf course, um, a little more target-focused and, you know, different, um, but equally as, as great. So as a resort, I'd say, you know, very well-rounded, different golf experiences on the different golf courses. That's for sure, and it's too bad, Mike. Uh, we, as we were playing, you go. There are some holes that are right on Lake Michigan, and you look down, and there's a little sandy area, and then there's uh, then there's the water, but the but the temperature change just from one fairway to the lake uh, increases um, is amazing. It'd be so cool to have that lake breeze coming through the TV. Uh, during the uh, during the Ryder Cup, because man, it it's just feels great. It was just terrific air conditioning. Yeah, it's in, it's incredible. You could be on you know one of the lakeside holes on you know four, and then move to five, which is just inland from the lake, and you know it could be 15 degrees different. Um, and then that could change too, with just a little slight wind shift. Um, so it's a nice air conditioner when it's 90 degrees outside. You just blow the wind off the lake and everyone cools down yeah, well and and oh go ahead mike no i was just going to say mike i'm sure you get a lot of people from the chicagoland area and people really from all over the world but uh for people who are interested uh you know whistling straights uh different packages that you offer or, or for people who are interested in coming up for the Ryder cup uh, how, how do people go about doing that 
Yeah, I mean, the best place to look with all, you know, resort information is at destinationcolor.com. Uh, find information on our hotels, spa, dining, golf. Um, everything is there. Certainly our golf packages are, are on there as well. Um, so, yeah, that's the best place to, to learn about us. We just opened a new golf course this year as well called The Bats. It's a 10-hole par 3 course. Um, really, really fun. Uh, great, great golf experience up there. A little bit shorter than our championship courses. So um, <laughs> good place to learn learn about that as well. Yes, the baths just opened this year, and, and I, I haven't played it, but it's my understanding it's really a lot of fun. It's it's in the tradition now of uh, uh, or the trend, I guess, of a lot of uh, shorter courses and par threes and just uh, – uh, that are that are opening up at all the great resorts uh, around the around the country and around the world. So uh, just to kind of make golf a little less uh, stressful and more fun, uh, maybe uh, you can have a beer while you play golf. Uh, not that you don't have a beer anyway, but you could have two beers at the same time. You have uh, two beers, yeah, two beers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'd be remiss if we didn't also mention um, up at Whistling Straits. There's an adjacent course called the Irish Course which is absolutely lovely, um, a lot of fun, more of a, you know, you, you can, A, you can take a cart, which is cool, because at the uh, straights you have to take a caddy, you have to walk, um, but it, but at uh, the Irish course is a really wonderful golf course. Yeah, it is. It just, it's, it's just inland, um, out of the same clubhouse at Whistling Straits. Um, it's just in from from the straights course. Uh, there are some lake views, uh, but no holes run, you know, directly along the lake. But similar design. It's a link style golf course. Um, the look and feel is similar to the straights. Um, I'd say it's a little less penal uh, than the straights courses as well. Uh, so our guests do do enjoy that. Um, but it's a lot of fun. You know, the back nine on the Irish course is a really you know the entire course is great, but the back nine especially is a really great nine holes of golf. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we can hear the uh, the semi trailer tractor trailers in the background, so we know you're uh, we know you're dutifully on the way to work. So uh, we really appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time. Well, thank you guys for having me. Good luck to you. Thank you, Thanks, and good Mike. luck with the Ryder Cup, Mike. We hope to see you up there that week. Very good. We'll see you then. All right. Thank you. That is Mike O'Reilly from Whistling Straits Golf Club up in Kohler, Wisconsin. And I am uh, currently sitting on the website he just mentioned, destinationkohler.com slash golf. All of the uh, beautiful shots and uh, information on on Whistling Straits. And it really is, Barry. I mean, my, it, my and I have I did not have the privilege, uh, as you and Teddy and, and your foursome <laughs> did, of, of playing this week. Yeah. At if only, I mean, hey, Mike, if, if only it could have been a fivesome. That's right, and I, I know you guys are holding out for me too. But no, I, I would have I, I would have undoubtedly shot a 200 on this course. But uh, it's a beautiful it is a beautiful course, uh, very European style uh, uh, links course, uh, and uh, really uh, to me amazing. And what a great thing that you know, especially for those of us here in the Chicagoland area. You know, this is a two-hour drive, right? I mean, you you can get there in you know what a what a bad traffic day will take you to get to and from downtown. Uh, you can get right. up to to Kohler, Wisconsin, uh, a great day of golf, uh, some world-class courses, uh, and the Ryder Cup next month. You mentioned it. That's that's going to be something. Well, absolutely. It, it's just great to be able to have it back in the Midwest. You know, the last time we had it. 
here in the Chicago area was 2012 at Medina. We all know what happened there on that fateful Sunday uh, where the and, and, and overtook the Americans who had a big lead. Uh, very sad departure moment for a lot of us sure. out there at Medina. But, uh, but this will be just tremendous. And um, I, I would say, too, Mike, we've got an article about it in, the, uh, in this month's uh, uh, Chicago District Golfer magazine. And our, Teddy Greenstein did this great story just about how Herb Kohler, uh, when he was a younger man, um, had this vision. Of uh, and he brought golf to he brought big time um, destination golf to uh, the state of Wisconsin, which really golf was sort of an afterthought up in Wisconsin. There are a couple of great courses there, but really uh, they're private clubs or they're an afterthought or whatever. And this was uh, resort golf, and he he thought of and built Black Wolf Run. Uh, the River Course and the Meadow Valleys Course. So there were 36 holes there. And it was so good that in 1998, Sayri Pak, they had the U.S. Women's Open there. She won that golf tournament, a Korean woman, mm-hmm. and totally revolutionized golf in Korea. I mean, that started this unbelievable. You wonder why all these Korean girls are out on the uh, LPGA Tour, and that's the reason. That tournament in Kohler, Wisconsin, at, at Black Wolf Run, uh, stimulated uh, a massive surge in golf interest in Korea. And uh, that's when little girls in Korea started playing golf. It's it's crazy. And a few years later, then uh, he built Whistling Straits uh, and uh, in the Irish course. But that also spawned these other courses up in Wisconsin, namely Aaron Hills, which hosted the 2017 U.S. Open uh, just west of uh, Milwaukee. And now the uh, we've talked about the Sand Valley courses. There's two. Big time courses up there, Sand Valley and Mammoth Dunes, as well as a, a little sand that's called the Sandbox, which is a little part three, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And they're building a third course, which is going to be a private club called the Lido. So, so you've got now a, a golf mecca, really, in the state of Wisconsin that has happened as really a direct result of Herb Kohler, who's a willful man, a strong vision, and a guy with very deep pockets and a great golf course architect, the late Pete Dye. Um, so, uh, so he, he, you know, one man with a vision can change a lot of things in this world. And, and Pete Fuller did that. Uh, we don't, we don't see anything, you know, similar in the Chicago area or in Illinois, but we see it up there and there's, I don't know exactly why that is, but, uh, it, it really has worked out great for, for the state of Wisconsin. And really, you know, you can, you can either go to Ireland or, or Scotland, or you can come up to Wisconsin and play golf. If you, if you can't travel during the pandemic, you can just drive yep. over, drive to Wisconsin. Yep. Quick drive North, uh, and, uh, really picturesque, uh, golf course, uh, golf courses. And, uh, you know, with the, the lake right on the lake. Uh, so a great, uh, for those of you who love golf travel, uh, whistling straights up there in Kohler, Wisconsin, uh, put that on your list. Uh, We need to take a break here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. When we come back, uh, we will uh, touch base again on the Olympics. Uh, We'll talk uh, also about the FedEx St. Jude Championship going on down in Memphis. And then uh, before we're out of here at 740, we will talk to Marissa Wensler. She won the Women's Western Amateur last weekend at Park Ridge Country Club. All that when we return here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, here on 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we are back. The Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito. This is music for Mike Esposito, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, good. So not not good that we lost Mike, but we will. Uh, but those uh, that music for, for from Memphis was uh, played on behalf of Mike Esposito. It didn't sound like um, uh, that's how I got to Memphis or uh, Memphis in the meantime by John Hyatt. But uh, that's okay, man. It's the home of Elvis Presley uh, uh, and, and Graceland. So uh, anyway, we're back and uh, we're going to be joined uh, in a few moments by Marissa Wensler, uh, who won the Women's Western Amateur on July 24th at Park Ridge Country Club. Just a wonderful event um, and that the Western Golf Association has taken over from the Women's Western uh, Golf Association. They're in league together and uh, now the WGA, uh, which does a great job of uh, running, uh, conducting tournaments, uh, is now doing on behalf of uh, of the women's Western uh, uh, group. So anyway, Marissa won that tournament, and uh, last week she qualified to play in the uh, match play event at the U.S. Women's Amateur. So hopefully we will get to her shortly. Uh, okay, 
So um, uh, I wonder if we have uh, Marissa on the phone fairly soon. But okay, well, great. So we'll uh, we'll talk continue. Uh, listen, the other thing that happened uh, last week is that the PGA Tour announced that the uh, that they announced a number of date changes on their schedule. Uh, and, uh, and they did it as part of an alliance with the European Tour, a strategic alliance with the European Tour. Uh, It's kind of a little bit complicated, but for us in the Midwest, in the Chicago area, it means that the dates of the John Deere Classic will be moving up one week. And so that means that it won't be played just one week prior to the British Open. It's going to be played two weeks prior to the British Open. So that... Yeah, that's the old, for those who may remember, the Western Open used to be played around the July 4th weekend, two weeks before the British and two weeks after the U.S. Open. So it was a pretty good date on the PGA Tour schedule here in Chicago. So uh, that date is going to change. Now it'll be, uh, John Deere Classic will be two weeks before the British Open, which should uh, result in uh, the John Deere Classic having better fields of players. So a lot of players go over to the... Uh, to the UK the week before the British um, in order to uh, kind of get their uh, adapted to the time zone, etc., and maybe play some uh, golf at the Scottish Open. But uh, next year, that's not going to be the case. Uh, you're going to play the John Deere Classic two weeks before the British, so maybe we'll the tournament will get some uh, maybe higher profile, and, bigger name players. That's what we hope. And, and Barry, I think that uh, certainly will will bode well for the John Deere. Is this something that I mean? I don't know how. How does the PGA Tour, how do they do this uh, when they do their scheduling? I mean, is this something where, you know, the people over there at the John Deere Classic have a say in, hey, we'd like to try to get this moved, or, hey, we don't want to be so close to the British, or, I mean, how, how, how when they're scheduling, does that work? Um, when you become a sponsor on the PGA Tour, uh, you give them a bunch of money, and they say thank you very much, <laughs> and 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 uh, and then they say, uh, guess what? We get to schedule your tournament in whatever slot on the schedule makes sense for us and for mm-hmm. other tournaments. And I mean, you can certainly understand why they, they need that tyrannical power over dates because you know every tournament would want this date and that date. You know, it'd be ridiculous, really, when you think about it from their standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened here was. Um, you know, this is a little bit of inside baseball, but I think our listeners would would maybe be interested. Absolutely, uh, th- there is a a group of uh, 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 say a, a, a tour. They're trying to start a tour um, uh, with with they love to attract the top say 50 or so players in the world uh, to a tour that would be super super big money. You think they make a lot of money on the tour now? This would be guaranteed paychecks they wouldn't have to play to earn a living they wouldn't have to to play well in order to earn in order to get paid so um uh it's backed by the saudi government and there's all kinds of dough so what's happening is that the uh, pga tour and the european tour are kind of in alignment more in alignment now than they ever have been in partnership so they have taken the Scottish Open, which is a, a very attractive, which is also played the week before the British Open, like the John mm-hmm. Deere. And they're going to give a lot of top players, or I would say not a lot, but some players like to go over to the Scottish Open the week before and play golf in that event. 
But the thing is, they don't have FedEx Cup points, or they have not had FedEx Cup points, and they're not a sanctioned event by the PGA Tour. Well, now they are. So that event will attract more uh, bigger-name players and because uh, it'll be played the week before the British Open, and guys will go over there. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll fly over. They will uh, adapt. Their bodies will, body clocks will adapt. They'll play a little Lynx golf, which means they get to play in the rain, and uh, and then they'll go right on to the British Open the following week. So it's uh, and they raise the purse uh, quite. Well, a bit. that always so, helps. Yeah, it helps. It helps to raise. But the FedEx Cup points is important. Uh, raising the purse is important. And it's just another way that the tour, that both of those tours uh, can fight off this um, this insurgent move by the Saudis and uh, and their uh, and their uh, the guys that want to operate this tour. Uh, they could keep them away from their players. So that's what this is in the, at the end of the day. And there's a number of other changes that occurred. Uh, for example, the FedEx uh, uh, St. Jude, tournament is going to now be part of the PGA Tour playoffs uh, uh, that start later this month. And um, and that's because uh, uh, Northern Trust dropped out uh, of its event. So they're not going to have, they're not going to be part of the playoffs anymore. So, uh, th- and there's a number of other date changes. But for us in the Midwest, the most significant one is the, the move of the John Deere Classic to two weeks before the British Open. And that should uh, hopefully uh, help uh, the John Deere Classic attract better and bigger name players. Yeah. So mark your calendars for 2022, uh, right leading into Fourth of July weekend, uh, June 31st, uh, June 30th, I should say, to July 3rd, and uh, you'll be uh, you'll be out there. I know, my friend, uh, taking care of business and uh, making sure everyone uh, is uh, is on the the right path there in. Uh, in good old Silvis, Illinois, and uh, I'm sure the people out there will be excited uh, to uh, to welcome another field, another strong field, hopefully the strongest field out there yeah. in 2022. No, it's true, Mike, and uh, for those who like Fourth of July fireworks, they do an awesome one right outside the uh, the minor league stadium, Modern Woodman Stadium, which is right on the Mississippi River, and you just sit there in the stands, and they they have uh, fireworks right over right right on the right on the river. It's pretty cool. Very beautiful, and uh, you mentioned the uh, FedEx St. Jude Invitational that is uh, currently going on with Harris English leading uh, at 13 under, Abraham Answer, Cameron Smith at 11 under. We mentioned earlier in the show, but worth mentioning again, Cameron Smith tying a record yesterday. <laughs> he finished his round with only 18 putts on the round, and on four of the holes, he he didn't need to putt, Barry, so he he only putted on 14 of the 18 holes, and in, in, in of those. He totaled, totaled 18 putts, which is just amazing. He shot a 62 yesterday. Uh, lots of good names up there on the board. Scotty Scheffler uh, tied for fourth. Louis Oosthuizen and Bryson DeChambeau are nine under, tied for seventh. Uh, Will Zalatoris is up there, tied for ninth. Stuart Sink, Ryan Palmer, Dustin Johnson uh, at six under. So lots of uh, competitive golf there in Memphis. Uh, and when we return, uh, we will uh, talk to the women's Western Amateur Champion. She won at Park Ridge last weekend. Marissa Wensler will join us when we come back here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And we are back. Final segment for us here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine with... 
Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito, we are here. Uh, we also want to remind you, we want to give you stuff, Barry. We like doing this cdga.org slash contest. Register to win a CDGA starter pack. In the pack, you get a, an Imperial hat, towel, zero-friction super tube at Spectrum at Balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season. All that at cdga.org slash contest. Go win yourself uh, some goodies, uh, courtesy of the CDGA. Uh, it's also time now, Barry, to head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There we find the women's Western amateur champ from uh, two weeks ago, Marissa Wensler. Good morning, Marissa. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Marissa. Thank you so much for being with us. Uh, you, uh, you are from Ohio, but you uh, Dayton, Ohio uh, area. And, and you attend uh, the University of Kentucky. Yeah. You're quite a player. So you, but the, how big a victory was it for you to win the women's Western Amateur based on the field? Um, it was definitely one of my biggest wins. Um, one of the best experiences I've ever had. You know, um, emotionally, it was obviously very up and down. You know, it's a long week. And so, to just kind of keep your emotions together throughout the week because you never really know, you know, when you're going home, you know, you never know, like, all these things. And I had family in town, so, like, that was very hard to balance because I was like, man, like, you know, I want to keep winning. I want to keep, you know, I want to make it to the end. Um, and family's important to me, so having them in town, too, it was like, oh, uh, it was, like, counteractive. But um, it was a lot of fun, and it was a really good experience. And it and it took you. Uh, you had to go into overtime to beat uh, Madison Hinson Tolchard of Perth, Australia, uh, and Oklahoma State, which, as we know, is uh, one of the great golf programs of the world. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was um, that was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of nerves. I'm I'm sure she was just as nervous as I was. And you know, going <laughs> into two extra holes, um, it was a lot of fun. And it was. It was a really good thing, I think, for the both of us to experience. And then um, coming out on top after that, it was just like a complete sigh of relief. But she's a she's a great golfer, and obviously um, Oklahoma State has done, you know, really great things in the past and even this past year. So that was a big confidence boost for sure. And the golf course over there at Park Ridge Country Club. Well, how how about that? Was that a good place for the uh, for for uh, for the women's Western Amateur to be played? Oh, yeah. I thought that golf course was unbelievable. Um, I texted my coach after the practice round. I was like, I don't know why, but I just feel like this course sets up really well for me. And I don't know what it was about. Um, I thought I liked how the par fives were reachable and they were gettable. You know, the par threes were a little longer. So that kind of was the most difficult part about it. But there was something about Park Ridge that to the eye, I just, it set up very nicely and um, I really liked it a lot. They kept it in really good condition and they really did a good job having that event out there because it was an amazing golf course. Marissa Wensler is our guest. She is the women's Western amateur champ uh, from uh, a few weeks ago and you also play at Kentucky. So how, how does an Ohio girl end up at Kentucky for golf? What was your, your path there? <laughs> Well, um, you know, throughout high school, I I would say um, in Ohio, in the state of Ohio, I would say I was a fairly good golfer, but nationally I wasn't quite there yet or I didn't feel like I was quite there yet. So 
Um, you know, UK, you know, Coach Golda Boris, Brian May, they, I think they saw a lot of potential in me, and they even told me that. And so um, I wanted to go somewhere where I felt, you know, the coaches saw potential in me, and um, I knew I could get better there. And then, you know, going into my freshman year, I didn't really have um, many expectations to play, which is funny. I mean, obviously I wanted to try to, but um, I ended up playing. And so that was awesome, and I, you know, I – I got so much better when I got to UK and just to be able to be around, you know, my teammates, my coaches, everything along those lines, like it was just a really good atmosphere to get better. And so I think that's what, you know, I saw at Kentucky and obviously ended up, you know, working out and it's a, it's a great place to be. And then after the Western Amateur, you went out to uh, Westchester Country Club uh, earlier, I believe this week and you, uh, yes. Tell us about that situation. That was for the women's the women's U.S. amateur, the U.S. women's amateur. Yeah. I got to get the I got to get the words in the right order. Um, <laughs> w- tell me what happened there. Tell us what happened there. Um, that was again another really amazing, you know, thing for my confidence. I think, and um, I feel like I made some noise out there. Hopefully, and so uh, basically, the first day wasn't the best for me. I shot six over and. I knew I had to go under par the second day to kind of get a chance to get into that top 64 to get a spot in match play and ended up shooting even. And um, it was all day because I was in the morning um, the second day. So all day was just so stressful. And I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need to get my mind off of this. So my family forced me to go shopping, which I do not like. But I was like, I need to do something to get my mind off of this. And so I just kept checking it. And for a minute there, it didn't look like we were in the playoffs. And then out of nowhere, you know, we head back to the golf course. Still doesn't look like we're in it. And then next thing you know, boom, 12 people are at plus six. And there's one spot. And then next thing you know, went to two spots available for that and. And so it started to look like once the final group came in, we were like, oh, my gosh, like this is going to be 12 players for two-spot playoff. And I I don't even remember. I think the last time I was in a playoff was in high school, like I think my junior year or something. So um, it's been a while, obviously, but I kind of was trying to dumb it down because obviously it's, you know, 12 players for two spots, and these are all really great players. I mean – you kind of expect, unfortunately, like, how do you expect, like, okay, how am I supposed to do this? Like, how am I supposed to get, you know, a spot here? And so um, we actually, the first hole out there was a par three, which I was kind of excited about because I was like, I feel like the playoff will only end up playing this one hole. And so I was in the final group, and um, my teammate, Jensen Castle, she was actually – in the group in front of me and the first group went through, you know, nobody made any birdies. And then Jensen hit shots like nine feet, I think. And I told my brother, I'm like, she's going to make that putt. Like, <laughs> like I got to get this next, I got to get this next spot or, or I don't know how it's going to look. And of course she made it. And then I hit mine to 12 feet when we were in the last group and everyone putted. And I was like, this is, this is it. Like I have a 12 foot putt. You know, I talked about it with my brother, Ryan Winsler. He was on the bag and, you know, we, we finally figured out the break and hit the putt and it went in and it was just, it was awesome. And it was such a, such a crazy experience. And the pictures and the videos are awesome. And just to be able to kind of 
get that those last two spots with my teammate um, with Jensen was so cool and it was awesome and um, I think a lot of people loved that and then I think actually and then in the round of 64 we ended up both taking down the one and two seeds so that was a whole nother thing in itself which was pretty awesome. So you're uh, in your uh, 64th seed, and you beat the number one seed, Rachel uh, Kuhn, yeah. I guess is how you spell. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, Rachel Kuhn. Yeah. Marissa, just to, just in general, you know, as as uh, we see more in the Illinois Junior Golf Association, we see more young girls playing golf. And um, how did you get started? And what do you see in, for women's golf in the future? Do you, you know, because I I have a you know I have a daughter, and some girls just really are not interested. They just don't want to play golf as much as yeah. you try, right? <laughs> so what do you what do you see here? What give me your perspective as a young woman playing this game? Yeah, so I I started golf when I was, I think, seven or eight. I was playing soccer along with it. So I feel like just like any other young girl, I loved soccer way more than I loved golf. <laughs> um, I actually didn't like it that much. And then I don't know what happened. I think when I turned 10 or 11 or so, you know, the love for soccer kind of diminished a little bit. And I was like, well, I need to do something like I I know I'm an athlete, like I know I like to be active. And so I was like, oh, might as well just try golf. And um, as I kind of got better, you know, I've worked with my swing coach, Kevin Jones, since I was eight. And so um, working with him a lot, he's got a really great outlook on golf. And um, obviously with the physical game, because he's my swing coach and the mental game. And so just being around him, my brother, you know, growing up with him, that kind of pushed me into "Hmm, maybe I actually do want to do this. And then obviously when you see improvement and, you know, you get those little victories throughout life. Like I remember calling my dad the first time I broke a hundred and I remember, you know, my parents were there the first time I broke 80. And so it's like, and then obviously like the first time you shoot in the sixties and it's, it's just, you see this improvement throughout these years. And I think that's kind of just what keeps me going. And obviously you get to a point now where what keeps me going is obviously my team at Kentucky, you know, um, how much faith, you know, Kevin, my brother, my family have in me. And so it's just the support system with golf is so big and it's so important. And um, I think that that's helped me. And obviously the competitive aspect, like I, I want to be really good and I want to, I want to play well and I want to be the best. And so um, to have that competitive outlook on golf along with obviously the positive outlook as well is important because golf can beat you down. And that's, I think the hardest thing about teaching a young kid about golf is it, it will really beat you down, you know, mentally. And it's important to kind of remember that, you know, golf is like life and you have your ups and downs, but you'll always get through it. And, and honestly, golf is just, it's just a part of your life. And so I think that's important for, you know, young kids to remember is that it's not, you know, end all do all. So it's just something that you should love to do and you should enjoy. And then obviously throughout the years, it's led me to where I am. So I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, Marissa. And and last thing I have for you, and I, I, I read this as I was reading uh, about the women's Western amateur. So so tell me, how, how does your boyfriend, who is also a golfer, I, I should mention, <laughs> how, how does he end up caddying for you during the uh during the women's western amateur how, how does how does that go and and really what was it like because i can't was it was it uh kept strictly professional in the you know he's sitting there analyzing your shots i mean that that had to be an interesting dynamic for you 
Um, it's actually funny. He's actually not a golfer. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I thought he was a golfer. No, he. Um, it was funny because none of my family could come with me to Chicago because we had a family reunion on that last day, and. I, you know, we had family coming in that Tuesday as well. So I was like, I told my parents, I was like, like I don't know what to do because I mean, I was like, I guess I could just go alone. And then like my mom suggested like, well, or my sister actually suggested, well, why don't you see if Connor could come? And, you know, I was a little skeptical because obviously he doesn't know much, but I think I was, hmm. he definitely surprised me. You know, it's funny. We went out before we even left and we, pra- he practiced caddying for me. So I was, <laughs> and I ended up shooting like two under and I was like, huh, well, I guess you're not too bad. And uh, obviously, obviously did a lot better than I expected. And then, you know, the dynamic, I think I learned a lot about, you know, him and, you know, he used to play basketball and he still has that competitive outlook and, he has that, you know, sports look of everything. And so um, he was able to kind of help me mentally when I would get maybe a little flustered. He could kind of, you know, calm me down and be like, hey, it's okay. We're fine. Like, it's not over, you know. And so he did really good on that. And then he was actually really good at we- reading greens, which I thought was hilarious because he's never, <laughs> like, he doesn't, he doesn't golf. And so I was like, who are you? Like, <laughs> maybe you should do this. And so – um, it was funny, too, because I was, like, joking with my brother. My brother's always the one caddying for me. And I was like, oh, Ryan, like, you're fired if, you know, Connor leads me to a win this week. And then next thing you know, it happens. And I was like, Ryan, I'm totally kidding. Like, <laughs> you still, you know, you're still on the bag and everything. But, um, no, Connor did a very, very good job um, caddying and just kind of being, like, the emotional support as well because, you know, golf is very emotional. <laughs> Well, Marissa, we are out of time. It's been a pleasure talking to you and continued success uh, and enjoy uh, enjoy your senior year there at Kentucky. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Marissa. We'll, uh, we'll keep track of your career. <laughs> thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. That's Marissa Wensler, your women's Western Amateur Champion uh, at Park Ridge Country Club a few weeks back. Uh, Going to be a senior at Kentucky uh, and a uh, great uh, young lady to talk to. Barry, we are out of time, my friend. Uh, hope, uh, w- Hopefully you have a- another difficult assignment like Whistling Straits uh, this week, <laughs> exactly. and we'll catch up with you uh, next week. Great, Mike. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and uh, good luck to all the golfers out there. Hit them straight. Hit them straight. Uh, our thanks to Adam Studzinski, our producer, who always does a great job. Marissa Wensler, who we just talked to. Mike O'Reilly from Whistling Straits for our On the Road Again segment and Garrett Pins from Oakbrook Golf Course uh, on our Swing Thoughts. Many thanks to everyone for listening and those of you who texted as well. Early Odds is next inside the clubhouse after that. Along with Barry Cronin, I'm Mike Esposito. Thank you for joining us here on The Scorecard each and every Saturday morning. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 